my previous one, somebody said their their Wi-Fi name was Christ Fan, and so I changed mine to Antichrist Fan. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's Margaret Seats Poo. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. So today. Uh, oh, I got to do the thing. You have to do the thing. That's your thing. You need to do the thing noises. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, hold up. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Death by Music Podcast. Uh, today we are doing a biggie. What did we Extendo. call it? Extendo. It's, it's a mini episode that's been extended to not be a mini episode anymore. It's an extendo sode. Yeah, okay. And this one is <laughs> one that has been requested by Josie. You know her. Oh, I do know a Josie. She loves the Beables. Ah. This is the Paul is Dead bizarre story of music's most notorious conspiracy theory this is by rob sheffield it's from the rolling stone why does it say wikipedia it's not from wikipedia i use that as a source oh okay <laughs> <laughs> i was citing my sources oh, it's I there didn't, i didn't know anybody used sources so cassie used wikipedia i as sure a did source. this is from rolling stone okay so we're we are just going to um i know that this is a day that we normally come out with a full episode However, today, we're all fucking busy. So, we're doing a mini episode that's an extendo version. And we're using somebody else's research. We're reading their article. This is not something that we wrote. This is by Rob Sheffield. Yes, and we're just going to comment on it. Okay, so, by Rob Sheffield. 50 years ago, a Detroit DJ accidentally started the biggest hoax in rock and roll history. The Paul is Dead craze. It blew up on October 12, 1969, when Russ Gibb was hosting his show on WKNR. A mysterious caller told him to put on the Beatles' White Album and spin the number 9, number 9 intro from Revolution 9 backwards. When Gibb tried it on air, he heard the words, Turn me on, dead man. The clues kept coming. At the end of Strawberry Fields Forever, John says, I buried Paul. So I ask you guys, have you listened to the song? Because it's fucking weird forwards, but you can find the backwards clips on YouTube. And it does sound like you're saying, Turn me on, dead man. When you, before we started recording this, Alex texted me asking me to listen to the song. And I was like, Why? This is just a bunch of noise. Why am I listening to this? And I turned it off. Verified. So I did not you listen to it. You turned it off? Yes. We sat there and we listened to the whole eight minutes Well, you it. wasted eight minutes. No. I don't know. I kind of liked it. Okay. Cassie it's, hates the Beatles. I, I don't know if everybody <laughs> needs to know this, but Cassie hates the Beatles. They weren't doing anything different other than... Yes, okay, they were. Okay, let's, okay we'll, we'll, go, we'll get into it. They were making the same music as everyone else. They just marketed it better. They, they had a better marketing team and a better marketing strategy, and they did repetitive things that people had done throughout history, but they put them all together and sold it as one big chunk, and it worked. Sure, cool, fine. That's fine. <laughs> the Beatles were obviously known for messing with journalists during interviews. What if they knew the conspiracy and were like, let's just add fake subliminal messaging to freak everyone out. I mean, the band started backmasking with their revolver album in 1966. So if the white album from 1968 had some on there too, it wouldn't be that big of a surprise. When you say backmasking. Yeah, I'll get there. Okay. 
So for those interested, back masking. It's, it's <laughs> so a, literally the next sentence. <laughs> it's I'm a, interested. Yeah, it's a recording technique where the sound or message is recorded backwards, but meant to be played forward. Oh. So while the process is intentional, the message that becomes that comes through in the phonetic reversal may not be. So like the Beatles popularized this technique, but other artists have now used it for you know use the process for artistic. Oh, comedian. so you're saying the Beatles are pioneers? No. Um, they, um, you know, it's often used for comedic effects. Um, it's also used to censor words or phrases for clean, for like releases of songs. Mm. Now, the best example I could come up with from my personal experience is Missy Elliott's work it when she says, put my thing down, flip, flip it, it and reverse it. it. When it repeats, that noise is backmasking. It's the same phrase. They just flipped it. And it's, played it forward. It's in a corn song. What is the Missy Elliott thing? No, the, no, the back masking <laughs> they where they oh. where they reverse where he says shit. Oh yeah. I was just listening to a corn song and I was like, I didn't know he said shit right there because he said tooth. <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> the you whole hear time that on the radio. The song. Yeah, you hear it on the radio like that yeah. all the time. But yeah, the Missy Elliott thing, I I never thought to look it up, but I knew it was something that was played backwards. Mm-hmm. I I figured it was something uh, satanic like kill your parents. Yeah, uh, I know, mean, throughout the yeah throughout the seventies <laughs> until today, Christian groups in the U.S. allege that backmasking is used by prominent musicians for satanic purposes. Hail Satan! Obviously, which has led to re- record-burning protests and proposed anti-backmasking legislation. You know, so we're not all brainwashed. Uh, yeah, good old Christians. At least they're not all like that. Some of them do have some common sense. So back to the article. It meant the Beatles were hiding a secret. Paul McCartney got killed in a car crash back in 1966, and the band replaced him with an imposter. That's the only reasonable explanation. Didn't something similar happen to Eminem? He died in 2006 and was re- uh, replaced by a clone. Slim Shady. Yeah. I don't know. Avril Lavigne. <laughs> It'll come up. It'll come up. Okay. So the rumors spread like wildfire as fans searched their Beatle albums for clues. Oh, my God. 50 years later, Paul is Dead remains the weirdest and most famous of all music conspiracy theories. It became a permanent part of the Beatles lore, a totally fan-generated phenomenon that the band could only watch with amusement or exasperation. As Paul told Rolling Stone in 1974, someone from the office ran me up and said look paul you're dead and i said oh i don't agree with that <laughs> i love that his reaction seems so simple and innocent like no 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 no. like i can't agree i'm sorry <laughs> it, it's very british too i've never i've never heard this story before and i've been listening to the beatles what? for decades yeah You've jake's 106 uh-uh. wow. i mean I, I i've i've never sat down and listened to albums i've just always heard the songs you've never heard the paul is dead thing no not what until, the fuck? Not I until have, now. but my family was joking about it recently. I wrote a paper about this. So I, I wrote a paper about this in my um, public speaking class Alex in college. Alex is a huge Beatles fan, by I'm the way. I'm a huge nerd. Is that <laughs> what you're trying to say? I wrote one of my papers about this. Um, I wrote in public speaking in college, and they were like, oh, pick a controversial topic. And I was like, oh, Paul McCartney's not dead. <laughs> and he and was then you like, had to convince everyone are that he you wasn't. what are you stupid and i was like yes, yes. but i'm still gonna write it <laughs> <laughs> okay back to the article it wasn't true 
Paul is not just gloriously alive. He's still peaking as a songwriter and performer, debuting at number one last year with Egypt Station. Can we all pause and remember that time back when Paul McCartney did a song with Rihanna and Kanye and the internet went wild, not knowing who Paul McCartney was and kept tweeting about how Kanye was about to launch him into stardom. I don't know if this was started ironically, but the internet was on fire for a couple of days. I think it was a joke. It started as a joke, but then people were serious because they didn't know who Paul McCartney was. Gross. Um, but after the <laughs> Detroit radio broadcast, people pounced on the story. Two days later, the Michigan Daily explained the Abbey Road cover as a funeral procession. So if you guys have seen the cover of Abbey Road, which I think everybody has at this point in their life, uh, it's the four guys walking across the street. End of story. That's it. The preacher, John Lennon in white, there's the Undertaker, which is Ringo in black. The corpse, which is Paul McCartney. And bringing up the rear, George in blue denim as the gravedigger man. Um, and the lyrics in the following paragraph come from a song, A Day in the Life. An interesting actual fact about the song is that at the end, they put a tone that supposedly only dogs can hear so that animals would start going crazy at the end of the song, but humans wouldn't know why. For whatever reason, my hearing has survived all of the Slipknot pits, and I can hear the tone when listening to Spotify, the, the Spotify version of the song. It's annoying as fuck. I wonder if Maybe they clipped it early. Into a dog slowly. We, we listened to it earlier, actually, and Jake Did, could hear it, too. I don't know if I actually heard it or if I actually heard the motion, like the this mechanical sound of the tweeter moving back and forth in my speaker. I might have been able to hear the high frequency, huh. but I, 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 I think I just literally heard the diaphragm flexing. So here's how the rumor went, as summed up by Nicholas Schaffner in The Beatles Forever. Paul died on November 9th, 1966. He drove away from Abbey Road late in the night before a, quote, stupid bloody Tuesday, then blew his mind out in a car. He was officially pronounced dead, quote, OPD, on Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock, which is why George points to that line on the Sergeant Pepper sleeve. Well, Paul wears an OPD patch. But I've never heard anyone ever use the official term OPD before to be, like, officially pronounced as. Like, I've heard whatever. TOD, which is, like, time of death, or yeah. COD, which is cause, but and ODB, which is old dirty bastard. Old dirty bitch! <laughs> no, it's old dirty bastard. Um, but... I, I don't know. Maybe it's different in England. I don't know. No, COD is Call of Duty. <laughs> OBD is onboard diagnostic port. What? What is that? It's is... on a car. Okay. That's where they plug the computers into. I said ODB. Okay, but still nobody's ever heard of OPD. Oh. End of story. Okay, never mind. All right. But That's the... my dyslexia kicking in. <laughs> I but... saw OBD. But the other Beatles decided to hush up the news, so Wednesday morning papers didn't come. Somehow, they kept Paul's death a secret, replaced him with a lookalike. They oh then dropped sly hints about it, uh, about the cover-up scam. I also want to say, if they got away with this scam, then why flaunt it? So fans began whispering about all the clues on the just-released Abbey Road. Paul's barefoot. He's out of step with the others. He's holding a cigarette in his right hand. 
The real Paul was a lefty. Is there a dominant hand to smoke with? Can't you just switch it up specifically? Say if your arm were to hurt or something, you don't have to confine a cigarette to the same hand all the time. It could probably be in either hand because if your arm hurt, a cigarette weighs one, (laughs) like one... But if you like say, I don't even know, like one, I really hurt my elbow and I can't lift my arm above my elbow boob. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that's how everyone feels about smoking. I should just overanalyze everything ever. It's great. Yeah, he was obviously out of step because uh, he was a lefty. The Volkswagen with the 28 if IF license plate. Um, that's how old Paul would have been if, if he were still alive. He was 27 at the time the photo was taken. No theory was too ridiculous to get taken seriously. Fans eagerly believed walrus is Greek for corpse. It actually isn't. It's Scandinavian. Or that goo goo gajoob is what Humpty Dumpty says in James Joyce's Finnegan's Wake before his fatal fall off of the wall, which the author says, nope, sorry. Don't they say cuckoo could you? That, that's what I thought. No. Anyways, I Am the Walrus ends with a live BBC broadcast of a fatal scene from Shakespeare's King Lear with Oswald groaning, oh, untimely death. That one's true. John just taped it off the radio one night and liked how it fit the song. And in Glass Onion, John sings, here's another clue for you all. The walrus was Paul. I hate symbolism, and this is why. It's all bullshit, made-up meanings for things that just don't mean anything at all. Who has the time to come up with this shit? Not me. I've seen across the universe, so with that context and those images, I just assume... I am the walrus was just them being high as balls. Yeah, that's that's why I don't pay attention uh, too much to lyrics anyways, because I don't feel like deciphering them, you know, which I've talked about before, uh, especially if it's in another language like Rammstein, because now I know I've been singing about eating dick in German while blasting mein tile mein at stoplights with my windows down for years now. You have blasted that? Oh, yeah. Oh my Way God. before I knew what it was. I'll still blast it. Oh, yeah, I still do, too, <laughs> but at least now okay. I know what I'm singing about so when the rumor blew up paul was neither dead nor a walrus uh he was in seclusion (laughs) (laughs) he was in seclusion on his scottish farm with linda heather and their six-week-old daughter mary maybe it was all just a metaphor from the band if paul had a newborn maybe the context the band is saying that the old Paul before fatherhood was dead. With a newborn baby to care for, he was in no mood to indulge in the media frenzy. As he told Rolling Stone, they said, look, what are you going to do about it? It's a big thing. You're dead. And so I said, just let them say it. It'll probably be the best publicity we've ever had. And it won't even have to do anything except stay alive. So I managed to stay alive through it. Here's some food for thought. Do you think that like it, he would still have that reaction today considering how much more social media presence and paparazzi would become involved in like the hunt to make sure he wasn't dead yet. Yeah, he probably fucking would. <laughs> He's like 77 and he'd be like, yeah, this just tell him I'm already. dead. Just yeah. tell him I'm dead. <laughs> John Lennon called the same Detroit radio station that broke this news and he fumed. It's the most stupid rumor I've ever heard. It sounds like the same guy who blew up my Christ remark because... If you guys haven't heard, John Lennon said that the Beatles were bigger than Jesus and everybody lost their shit. 
So John denied any coded messages. He said, I don't know what Beatles records sound like played backwards. I've never played them backwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, or <laughs> that he was a preacher at a funeral. He said, quote, they said I was wearing a white religious suit. I mean, did Humphrey Bogart wear a white religious suit? All I've got is a nice Humphrey Bogart suit. John's peak was understandable. He was releasing his solo single called Cold Turkey, the record where he finally ditched the Lennon-McCartney credit and his wedding album with Yoko. The last thing on earth he wanted to talk about was Paul's bare feet. But I think it's wild that he even gave a shit enough to call the radio station. John Lennon strikes me as the kind of guy who would like let them run with it and not even give them the time of day or attention. I mean, he was also probably being asked everywhere he went. And since it was stupid, he wanted to be like, just, yo, shut the fuck up. He's not dead. Quit talking about it. (laughs) Yo, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So the attorney F Lee Bailey hosted a TV investigation, cross-examining witnesses like Alan Klein and Peter Asher, Beatles scholar, Andrew J. Reeve, in his wonderful history of the phenomenon, Turn Me On Dead Man, gives transcripts of the TV trial. When Klein was asked why John said, I buried Paul, he claimed, on that particular take, his guitar buried Paul's sound. And it says, imagine Alan Klein not giving a straight answer. My response to that, is that not a straight answer? I automatically assume that he meant that Paul's sound got buried in the mix or like under the sound of John's guitar or whatever. So when he said his guitar buried Paul's sound, that is straightforward. Yeah. The record racks got flooded with quickie exploitations like Jose Feliciano's So Long Paul and Brother Paul by Billy Shears and the All-Americans. The best of these tunes was We're All Paul Bearers by Zacharias and the Tree People. Something about the Beatles had always inspired death rumors, even in the early days. It's because Satan. Hail (laughs) Satan! People hated rock and roll, man. So the people assuming it's just the devil's music, we're going to try to do things to get rid of any music pertaining to it. So As Mark Lewis all reports uh. in <laughs> tune in when original bassist Stu Sutcliffe quit in 1961 Mercy Beat printed a letter from a fan asking if it was true that this member of the Beatles had been killed in a car crash but this one was different the novelist Richard Price in his in, in a hilarious 1984 memoir for Rolling Stone recalls listening to a 1969 college radio show with fans sharing their off-the-wall theories. Here Comes the Sun, played backwards at 78 RPM, says, Whoa, it's Paul. He calls the DJ just for the kick of hearing his voice on the radio. You know what 84% of all the coffins in England are made of? It might be 87% Norwegian wood. What a troll. That's some shit I would do. They're just fucking with him at this point. Yeah. At first, the Fab's long-suffering press officer, Derek Taylor, brushed off the latest hoax. Ah, they're always trying to start one of those. It's happened before. The calls will stop coming in a few days. But this time, the calls didn't stop. Richard DeLello's book, The Longest Cocktail Party, gives an inside account of the chaos that hit Apple. With Paul off the grid in Scotland... Taylor kept denying the gossip with all of his unusual charm. The Paul McCartney who wrote, And I love her, still loves you, and is still alive, and has a lot to write. 
There are a thousand songs I've written and much to do. Um, he added, we'll start our own rumor that the public is dead from the neck up and that they've been using a stand-in facsimile of a brain for the past three and a half years, which this statement could be very true still to this day. Life magazine sent reporters out to stalk McCartney on his farm after throwing a bucket of water on them. Was it holy water? Paul agreed to an interview and photos just to make this mess go away. In the November 9th cover story, Paul McCartney is still with us. He casually added, the Beatles thing is over, but nobody noticed. That's how over the top the hysteria was. Paul could drop a bombshell like this and people missed it because they were too busy scrutinizing his chin or jaw for proof that he was fake. Yeah, so he just straight up said the Beatles were breaking up. Nobody batted an eye, and they just told him he's got a freckle now on his face that wasn't there before, (laughs) essentially. Yeah. (laughs) So stupid. As he told Mojo in 2009, I think the worst thing that happened was that I could see people sort of looking at me more closely. Quote, were his ears always like that (laughs) but imagine people examining like super up close images of your face like please no No, i'm self-conscious enough i couldn't deal with any of that mess i actually used to have a friend that would if you like went out to dinner they thought it was the funniest thing to just like take pictures of your face while you were eating but like really zoomed in for what (laughs) (laughs) and then just like send them all to you randomly one day it's like you're just blackmailing people that's funny That's some Jake shit. I love it. He just sent me some shit from like six years ago the other day. You were there. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's oh, yeah. zoomed in on the like random person in the background. Luckily, too, like, he zoomed in on the random person. But it was funny. I was look. I was like, why are they looking at you? Like She turned around and looked directly at your camera. Uh, by 1970, nobody seriously believed that Paul was dead. But for some reason, the story remained hugely popular long after it was debunked. It became a timeless ritual of fan culture to check out the clues for yourself. Countless pallbearers over the years have held up a butter knife to the back cover of Abbey Road so we could see the reflection of a human skull. Or put on side two of the White Album, drop the needle on the vinyl right after I'm so tired and spun it backwards to hear the words, Paul is dead, man. I, I listened to it. But you know those things that exist on the internet that like once you read what it was like, it's trying to tell you subliminally, you'll hear it. But if you were just listening to it, without reading what it was supposed to say it just sounds like garbled up all right captain buzzkill it's kind of like the same thing with the ghost hunter shows where they say they hear words and phrases and stuff but ghost adventures yeah well yeah those type of shows where they play similar sounding things and they're like oh he's saying this and then after you hear them that's what he said yeah Yeah. that's what you hear because they told you that's what we talk about ghost hunters for a second yeah okay I watched an episode where they thought <laughs> that like a like just a coincidence meant a ghost was apparent. So and it's obviously planned. One of the guys is upstairs checking some shit out. Whatever. Zach Baggins. Is it Baggins? I think it's Baggins. Baggins? Bilbo Baggins. Yeah. Oh, probably. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. Zachary. This man is downstairs looking at some shit downstairs. And then coincidentally, at the same time, the guy upstairs with the camera guy is like, I need to go tell Zach something. Doesn't say what the something is. But then the cameraman downstairs with Zach is like, he says to the camera, I need to go tell this guy something. And so they're like running to meet each other, not saying what they had to say. And they were like this, that like stupid Spider-Man pointing at each other meme. (laughs) And it was like, 
well, will you come in to do, man? He's like, I'll just come and tell you something. He's like, I'll just come tell you something. And it was just. But what? Then nothing happened. <laughs> That's the point. That show is fake. It was entertaining, though. It was That one was fun to watch. Of all the ghost shows out there, that one was yes. very because entertaining. Because you know it's complete yeah. crap. I also watched him throw rocks at a ghost and was like, come on, ghost. Bitch. Show yourself. Ghost. And they threw a rock and then it like cut to commercial before they were like, what just happened? Because someone where they don't pan <laughs> to the other side of the attic, somebody threw a rock back and they don't show you the whole extent of the attic. It doesn't matter. It I was digress. probably one of them. I know. Because they never panned off to where the rock came from. It just, <laughs> ugh. That was the one with the birdcage. Remember? <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're Whatever. off. Where We're are off we? Topic. Where are we? All right. As we all know now, John was saying cranberry sauce, not I buried Paul. And the OPD <laughs> patch said OPP, a gift from the Ontario Provincial Police. You down with OPP? Yeah, you know me. I was hoping you were going to say that. <laughs> but. That didn't spoil anyone's fun. No. Um, as Schaffner wrote, it's a genuine folktale of the mass communications era. The story outlived Russ Gibb, who died in April 2019. Rest in peace. Paul did not comment. It also outlasted the band. As it turns out, something major really did happen to the Beatles on November 9th in 1966. It was the day John met Yoko. Fortunately, Paul is still around to celebrate this anniversary. He's always been bemused by the whole thing, calling one album Paul is Live. It was more than just a rock star rumor. It inspired ordinary fans to turn into detectives and permanently change the way people consume music. Paul is dead. Tupac. Tupac <laughs> is alive. And Stevie Wonder can see. And there oh are God. 12 different Avril Lavines. <laughs> we've done two of those Which stories. All, like, pretty much all that shit we've covered in many episodes. Taylor Swift, she buried John Mayer. I'm not sure what that means. I guess we'll have to click into it. Again, metaphor. Yeah, because John is very much alive and making music. Like the song he just released called Why You Know Love Me. But that's another... Ew. Yeah. I hate that title. Who is John Mayer? Stop. Are you serious? This time I'm serious. <laughs> I keep hearing his name. It's been thrown around a lot in some episodes here. And I'm like, I don't uh, know who he, he is. He tours with the Grateful Dead. We talked about this. He didn't know that. You talked about it. We uh, just. <laughs> say what you need what to was say. Like, like Grateful Dead today? Sing no. some songs. Sing some songs. Um, He's got Your Body is a Wonderland. I'd have to hear it. I, I don't I don't know his Names. Like early John Mayer is bad, middle John Mayer is fine, and then new John Mayer sucks. The whole phenomenon, however, accidentally shows how crazy and devoted fan love can get, and that's really why the Paul is Dead legend lives on. It's a tribute to all the life and music. Long live the Beatles and long live Paul. Here's here's John Mayer. <laughs> Turn it up. You don't know this song? We play this at the dentist. Yeah, I don't. I don't listen to this crap. I have no clue. Right, I've never heard on. that song before. Do you know? Oh, that's a live version. Who was the last person I didn't know? It was uh, Joni. Mitchell. Mitchell, yeah. Oh, uh, they're all live. What the hell? Oh, he has Waiting on the World to Change. Yeah, you probably know that one. Maybe. Should we do a, wait, a close just in case? 
Um, thanks for listening. Sorry, we'll be back in a couple <laughs> weeks with another episode of Death by Music Podcast. Rest in peace. We're going to listen to James, John Mayer, <laughs> James Mayer until we fall asleep. <laughs> we keep on waiting, waiting, waiting on the world to change. You don't know the song? Say goodbye. Oh, he definitely doesn't know that one. Bye. Later. <laughs> Slow dancing in a burning room. You don't know that shit. Music by Demons, at Demons Band on Instagram. Artwork by Mike Johnson. Writing and production by Cassie Gardner, Alex Motler, and Jake.